This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 4 of Civic View, your exclusive source to the inner workings of your local government. We created Civic View to inform and educate our community on all things Crestview, and we are excited to keep that going with another season of spotlights, history, events, and all the awesome things that make Crestview such an amazing place to live. So, let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. Ha, I caught it that time. I didn't say another episode. I said this episode. So as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for anyone that's here listening to this because you want to be, and I really appreciate that. Um, And so uh, in this episode, uh, whatever it is in season four, um, I do have some information uh, for our big episode that I want to do that's live. So that means that one will be coming up soon. So if you have been paying attention, I haven't been teasing you the entire time. By the time we do it, the news will be out and everyone will know, but I'm going to do it anyways, because I said I would 10 episodes go. So we're going to do it. Um, Oh, that was a fun rant. So, uh, so, so this episode, so this uh, week's episode, the last couple of weeks have had uh, stuff with um, foundations and grant giveaways, things like that. Uh, this episode, I actually am going to bring it back down to uh, organizationally here in Crestview, and we're going to talk about um, our museum. Um, I believe last season I had uh, Brian Hughes, uh, who is our cultural services guru, um, on, uh, to talk about some, to talk about the Bush house. Uh, I honestly can't remember specifically everything, but now we've actually moved to the point where we're just about done with it. So we're going to talk about some of the cool things we found, what we're going to do with the Bush house, what the Bush house is. Uh, so I have Brian Hughes here. Brian, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Yeah. Um, and then because I can't do a history episode without having our local history guy, here within the uh, walls of City Hall on. Um, so that is uh, Nicholas Schwint. Mr. Schwint, thank you for being here. Of course. Anytime. All right. And I'm not going to call you Nicholas the entire time, so yeah. I'll forever be uh, Nick now. Um, <laughs> uh, that's what we call Nick all the time anyways. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, uh, so basically... Like I said, so uh, Brian does a cultural services stuff. One of those things that he's been working really, really hard on over the last, would you say, probably seven months, eight months now? Probably. Uh, yeah, it's, it seems like forever, doesn't since, it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we got serious in December. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for quite a while now um, is is our is what's called the Bush House. Right. Now, um, it's in our downtown area, um, mm-hmm. and it's at... It's actually, um, we were just having this conversation before we started recording. It's actually 198 South Wilson Street. Correct. Right. Whereas here at City Hall, where the famous City Hall studio is, we are <laughs> world <laughs> famous. Yeah, world famous. I mean, I get listens in other countries. Podcast or Podbean shows me that. So. Hey, I wasn't even being ironic. All right. So, uh, <laughs> no. Um, so uh, we are at 198 North. Correct. So, um, we won't get into the weird parking lot that's in between that has a whole different address, but basically it's just right over the other side of the railroad tracks, Correct. essentially, from us. So it's still within our CRA district, our downtown district, all of that kind of stuff. And this is just one more of those things where you're going to be seeing so much changing in our downtown area over the next year, year and a half, two years. Like it, for some people, it may not even be that recognizable to them. I'm joking. It, it'll still be Main Street and the courthouse will still be at the end of it when we get done, but. Uh, I think it's going to be really cool when it's all said and done, and I think it's going to change the way people think about 
um, our Main Street in particular, especially the idea that after five o'clock, there's nothing to do on Main Street. So, um, yeah. So, so again, um, so Brian, why don't you, uh, you and Nick, you can interject when you can, cause I don't really know, to be honest with you, give us a, maybe a little bit of history. I know we've talked about it before when we talked about the railroad and the early days of Crestview, right. but tell us a little bit about what the Bush house is. Okay. It was the residence of Laura and Lorenza Bush. Mr. Bush, Lorenza was track supervisor for the L and railroad and the railroad across, of course, built Crestview. Yeah. And um, as track supervisor, he was a fairly high official in the railway and was uh, deserving of a fairly stately residence that overlooked the tracks at the time. And the Bush House was constructed, and it apparently followed plans that were fairly standardized by the railroad. So you will find similar residences for railway officials and other communities. So would the one in the Defuniac kind of be like that, too? I would expect so. And I have never actually looked for one in Defuniac or Milton. They have one. Both of them have to have. I mean, they have have L&N train station museums, essentially, in both places. So So you would hope that they would have the house there. Yeah, But this was a, a very roomy residence. Uh, it was a two-story house, and uh, you know, as we know, a lot of the homes in the Crestview were only a single story. There still the aren't a lot of homes in Crestview. That That's are. correct. That's correct, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, this is Florida. It stays cooler close to the ground. <laughs> yep, yep. And this one, uh, it was very roomy and uh, had four fireplaces and you know, four rooms on the first floor. And um, we, we've seen indication that there was, there was also like a stove or an oven of some sort on the second floor. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, in a wood frame no, house. That's interesting. Well, you know, you, 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 you used what you had. Sure. Well, there's a reason why the first fire code was drafted <laughs> yeah. in the mid yeah. well, 20s, we, early got a 30s. previous episode where we talked about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful house. And we started renovating it uh, technically in, in January, but our contractor was already in and poking around before our friends at Elder Services had even moved out. We had to find residence a place to put them so luckily they're still in the neighborhood they're right behind us on martin luther king in the um, united way building and we got in there and the more the contractors got into it and mainly pulling down old sheetrock and that kind of stuff the more surprises the house had for sure i mean you got a hundred years of house there practically yeah. yeah Yeah, because they started in 1925 building it, so, you know. Oh, yeah, so almost exactly 100. Yeah. That'll be a fun event. So I'm guessing that'll be a fun, yeah, we'll have to do something fun. Oh, definitely, definitely. I foresee all kinds of fun stuff for it there. Think about 2025. Yeah. So, yeah, the more they dug in, I would try to get over there several times a week while they were working on it. You, You kind of feel guilty getting in the way of you know, painters and carpenters and everything else. But, you know, they're all wonderful, wonderful people. Very skilled craftsmen. It was a joy to watch them working. But, you know, the more we got in, we found stuff. We found, you know, like, weird stuff that we never expected, like the central bathroom downstairs rotated 180 degrees by the time we got to it. And that was just weird. You know, they pulled down the sheetrock, and we found the door was on what would be considered the backside, and it had a window and we're thinking, why on earth would you have a door and a window? In a bathroom that's in the middle of what is now in the middle of the house, right? Right, yeah. right. And it was only later when they did more um, taking down sheetrock and doing work in you know, structural work that they found that was the back wall. So you actually had to go outside to go to the bathroom. 
So so you walked so you walked outside, then came up some steps and went into what was the bathroom, uh, and then or there was probably a porch there. We okay. think yeah. there was a back porch. There. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. The, so you, you kind of, of how that layout would have been. Still on a cold winter day, you know, you have to. Run it's out. better than the outhouse. Well, I don't know <laughs> because that's Commonly, probably what a lot of people yeah, were using. Still that was then. the common, <laughs> yeah. common practice back in the in the twenties yeah. and thirties. It was actually it became a like a hookworm epidemic. Not to be a downer. Yeah, we've talked about that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if I don't even know if we had central sewer to tie into it. Probably that point. not. It might I have mean, still been an outhouse. If that was from when attached. they originally built the house in like twenty five, there probably was yeah. not um, sewer. I'm trying to remember when um 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 um. um, um Mr. Adams, Pearl Adams, yeah. uh, did the drive to get a municipal water system, and that was part of it. Yeah, that was it. That was around that time. Uh, yeah, and there, one of the things I would love to do once we get going down there is I want to get a fund up because Pearl Adams credited a pig named Calamity Jane for getting a central water system for the city of Crestview. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever told that story. That's a classic. Here. That's a good oh, one. Oh, it was wonderful. Probably, Calam- I find Calam- it hard we haven't talked about that. Uh, <laughs> can I tell it real fast? Yeah, go for Calam- it. Calamity Jane was a humongous sow, and back in that era, Florida didn't have stock laws, so stock, livestock wandered free, and it was the people who were fenced in, which I guess the livestock kind of liked. And Calamity Jane would get out, particularly at night, and her thing was she would run down the back alleys behind people's houses and knock over their outhouses and i i don't know what it was about it and mr adams never explained it but that's what he did finally he being very diplomatic worked with the, the pig's owner and he agreed to keep her locked up well you're you're, you're yeah don't push past the part where there was a vote coming up yep. to decide exactly to do so when it looked like it was going to be very iffy if this was going to pass he, le- he, he went back to the pig owner and said, okay, let her out. And for several nights before the election, the vote, he let her out and more shacks in the back, as they called them, got knocked over. And people said, you know, maybe this you know, running water thing isn't such a bad idea after all. And the issue passed, but it just barely squeaked by. And in- Calamity Jane must have come in and did her vote too. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, back then, I wouldn't be surprised. But... What was neat, though, in his memoirs that I got this out of, he said that he doesn't want any recognition for himself, though he did a ton of good stuff for the early part of the city. But if something ever needed to be recognized, he wanted it to be Calamity Jane. He said, if you're going to build a statue, build a statue of Calamity Jane. Oh, lovely. And we've actually started <laughs> let's pricing. Not, let's not do statues. That. You guys are killing me. But she's, yeah, she's, I can't. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> well, it can be, a, it can be a, a statue of him right next to her. Yeah, Jeez. petting, petting, well. Oh, my gosh. Up. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So that was some of the stuff going on. And that's partially the reason we have two weird bathrooms in there, because the other one obviously was an outhouse tacked to the back of the bush house. Yeah, it just kind of hangs there. Yeah. Yeah. You walk around the back of the house and there's a strange little bit of room tacked on the back there. Yeah. So what's so um, so oddly enough, uh, well, it's not odd, but they're just so there are some strange spaces like I went around with you and we were working on the your little video you're going to make to have in the museum yeah. and you know i'm filming and and there are these these very interesting spaces all in this yeah. house and i'm just like what who used this space it's, yeah. it's creepy you could definitely film a horror movie in some of those spots. oh <laughs> like it's, you really could it would be fun so strange and yeah. the in the in the paneling that they used you know 
there's most people alive think of there's two or three traditional ways you know if, if some people still have some wood paneling you you still may have wallpaper or you have sheetrock with paint on it. it's like what most of anyone's seeing but there mm-hmm. there's these weird this weird wood paneling but I don't want to call it wood paneling because it's like wood strips and yeah. they're like a little you know almost like a paint stick stir or something you know in like they're that's what the walls are covered in. So it's so weird. That, and they, I guess they wallpapered over it, right? Yeah. Uh, the, you can still see that in the closets upstairs. And we have uh, two closets downstairs, one of which is a pass-through that we think may originally have been a pass-through. But it, it could may have been a closet, too. I don't know. But one of the rooms, the south front room, was uh, Mrs. Bush's sitting room. And as we pulled down sheetrock, we found the header board for the original door. Because right now it's one big opening that you walk into that room. But originally it was just a door off of the entry hallway. And uh, the entry hallway must have been awfully dark, kind of a small area. But we, you know, we found that. And then we think the room behind it may well have been the original kitchen slash dining room. Um, and we think that because we found the remains of fireplace, a fireplace back there, um, a chimney. And like I said, the house has been revealing all kinds of little surprises and secrets for us the more we go. It's really personally kind of funny is I originally wanted to change the direction of the staircase because you walk right in and the first thing you see sure, is the staircase. it's like right there when you walk and in the door. I thought, you know, that kind of... You know, it's like right in your face, and it would be neat to be able to have exhibits there. And two things happened. Um, the first thing was uh, Rodney Lancaster, the fire marshal, said, you know, if you change the stairs, they're going to have to fall under new code. And because the rise and tread are equal, you have a very sh- steep uh, staircase. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I'm like a quarter of my foot fits on those steps. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, our contractor pointed out that, you know, you we'd be adding probably six to eight more feet to the length of the staircase. So that kind of made us stop and think when we're thinking, you know, how much money that's going to cost. The other thing was that because some of the house, uh, probably more than half of the cost of the renovation was funded by a state grant. Right. The grant administrator said, "No, no, no, you can't change that. That's you know not original to the and house. It's part of the way the grant works." Oh, and, right, yeah. right. So when they took down the box, essentially that boxed in the backside of the staircase, we found the remains of the original staircase and danged if they didn't go in the direction I wanted it to go to, <laughs> totally opposite of what we have now. And I said, "Wow, take that." But um, we didn't change the stairs. No, it's still in the same place. (laughs) No, it's the, I mean, I I had a good time. Not everyone's going to get to do this, you know, because we're, it's, we're turning it into a museum. If we haven't said that, I'm, I'm pretty sure I said that, but, um, you know, and it's going to be, you know, it will have exhibits in it that are about Crestview and the Mm -hmm. local area and things like that. But, um, just getting to kind of experience it, and you know, just going in those old closets and seeing that old wallpaper that, was who knows how old and but what's interesting to me about it is i want to talk just a little bit more about the design and then we'll we'll move on to promoting the actual ribbon cutting in the opening in the museum but it makes sense now that you say that it was built the way that it was built because there are so many fireplaces in it because if you were going to build a house that size 
and have a fireplace with the kitchen and all that, usually you would build a big one in the center and then build a house around that. And you would have maybe like a pass through in the middle and the kitchen on one side and the fireplace on and the like main living area on the other side. And then upstairs you would build your bedrooms around that central fireplace as well. Cause that's way more efficient way to heat, you know, the, your domicile or whatever, which one they know about in Florida about that. I, I mean, back in the twenties, I, I think it was the, in, it was probably pretty chilly. Uh, cause I think the, general idea was around then it was a little bit cooler than it is now in the winter time well, and so. rather sweat when it's summer and not freeze when it's winter yeah well that kind of calls attention to one of our challenges has been the house has a ton of windows it's just yeah it does absolutely wonderful and um earlier this spring i was in there one day and they had all the windows open and the back door and the front door and everything there was the most wonderful breeze passing through that house um, unfortunately, we weren't able to keep all of the windows functional. Yeah, um, we would have had to have done. Actually, would have had to plunge into the structure of the actual casements and restring a lot of them and everything. And that, that was getting kind of expensive too. So we didn't do that. But you had those windows for cooling. You had a big, broad front porch. And they also had several other porches around the house. Uh, right now, we have a small kitchen porch on the back. There was also a porch on the south side that was an enclosed porch well first it was wide open then it got enclosed and then it got incorporated into that big weird back room that's kind of t-shaped i guess and that's that's going to be our main exhibit room and you could see some interesting stuff i ran into some of our structural issues back there too because there was supposed to be a big broad beam across the front when they pulled out a good chunk of that back wall to open the big room up in there and close that porch and the big beam that was supposed to be holding up the roof was actually hanging from the roof so it was pulling the roof down a little bit so our our contractor we have a brilliant contractor a real big shout out to rick roush yeah because he he loves historic <clears throat> properties he's the same he's the guy that did the the gulf view yeah down there in yeah Vaughan, right stunning yeah. piece of work I and mean, it's really fun you walk through there and you'll see some of the same late fixtures that he picked for us all he yeah left. it's all it's really cool like i'm i'm really excited for the public to get to experience it not just so much because of the the history of Crestview that'll be in there and like I said the surrounding areas and stuff but but also just because it's it is kind of like that he did such a good job with all of that stuff that yeah. it it really does kind of feel like you're stepping into a, a property that's um older yeah you know We're but doing- it, but still but new because it's been yeah. renovated <laughs> I, we wanted to share some of that with um, with our visitors. And we don't have photos of the interior. We don't even have blueprints of it. I just found out they may have something like some of those typical railroad craftsman style house blueprints over at the Railway Museum in Milton. So I want to go over there and start poking around. But because we don't know what it was exactly like in there, we're able to use typical representations of that era in architecture. And we have a front parlor that we're trying to redo to look like a typical upper middle class family, you know, a, a, an official's house. That's so, uh, that. Okay. Yeah, that's, I have to say this. So I've heard you say that a couple of times and, yeah. and I don't know, Nick, how history of Crestview you are on this one, but I've heard Brian say it was like upper middle class a couple of times. I'm just like, bro, that had to have been like top class for the, for the twenties in Crestview, because I've seen a lot of the other structures that have been standing here since the twenties and thirties and, what nobody living well, in anything that fancy? I don't know. <laughs> you had you had a couple big names 
including the Bushes, uh, you know, the Ferdins, the the Powells. So there Steels. may have, yeah, yeah, there may have been a collection of of people that had upper yeah. middle class. And, you know, there might have been some separation there. Yeah, that's I'm probably the only one that's kind of like was right in the center of Crestview, though, right? I mean, like, outside of the Bush House, what would have been that early on? What it would have depends. been the next biggest building? The hospital, maybe? Well, it depends because at the time, I think you might have had some residences on Main Street itself, more oh. so than you do now. Yeah. Really. Because they didn't do, there was no commercial residential sure. zoning yeah, at the time. Yeah. So you might have had some of the, those kind of residences, like where you have. You know where you had the um, the Powell's Hotel and stuff. Yeah. You you may have had some of those concrete and brick. That's buildings. the one that's yeah. Desi's now. No, no, that was, was that the one? Lamar. Yeah, that oh, was the so Lamar. there were two hotels. The the Powell oh, Hotel was three or four downtown. More I guess that so makes sense because of the railroad. Yeah, yeah, they were closer to the railroad. I think actually yeah. on okay. that same block. Though. Okay, so yeah. that's why I brought you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, one of. The reasons we have some of those really weird rooms that you were talking about was because within just a couple of years of moving in, Mrs. Bush started having work done on the house, renovations, enlargements and stuff. And uh, we have gotten to know it's either the great-granddaughter or great-great-granddaughter. I think it's two greats if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, she's, she's got a—there seems to be a missing generation in there somewhere we've been working on with her. But anyway— um, she was telling us that Mrs. Bush was very altruistic and was also of means, as they would say. And one of the things that she would do is you know, right after the house was built, you entered into the Depression and to help um, woodworkers and carpenters feed their families. It looks like a lot of the work that she did was just kind of busy work for them. Like and it was trading, very trading it out. For, yeah, very excellent busy work. Here, flip the staircase yeah, around, flip, flip it back around a couple yeah. times. You know, well, every couple yeah, the years. whole back of the house. If we were to try to restore the house and make it an actual restoration, we'd have to knock the whole back half of the house off. It's yeah, just, it's, it's, it's I mean, yeah, when you so when you walk the floor in there, you can kind of look at it. it it kind of is a time map in a way because you yeah. can kind of look at like, okay, this was added, this was added. This kinda, is different. And when you and then once you have that sense and you walk around in it, then you can you really feel it. You really go, okay, I can tell yeah. that this one was like. For instance, you were talking about that that pass through or the closet. The yeah. There's this spot between that main entry room, the one Brian was talking about, will be the one he tries to recreate, and then the back side of the T shaped room. Yeah. You know, and like it's it's like this. It's two doors in this gap. Yeah. It's about the size of an old phone booth. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. It's super strange. I, I, It makes I no sense. The only way it makes sense is that they added on, but when they did, they didn't come all the way up to the abutting wall yeah. originally or something. It's very strange. And it may well have been also that the room behind it, that's the first part of that, that T-shaped exhibit room that we have, may have been a bedroom, or it probably was the kitchen slash dining room, and it probably that room may have been a, a closet or, or a pantry or something because we know it was entered from Mrs. Bush's sitting room, which may have been her bedroom also. Who knows? Uh, now there's another door that's been added to go into that big room in the back. So, you know, and these are just some of the fun things that we found. We knew that door was there because the sheetrock job was pretty miserable that they did over it. So you could see the outline of a door real clearly. But one of the, when we found the other closet in there, it had originally had IT equipment in it. And when they pulled all the racks out and everything else, we found the wallpaper was amazingly preserved. We know that Mrs. Bush loved her floral prints because we find more wallpaper behind baseboard and in the closets upstairs. 
And so this one has a lovely rose pattern in there. And we decided we're going to keep it as like an exhibition closet. And we have some vintage um, like luggage that's going to be stashed on the shelves. You know, one of the cool things she used was um, thread spools. Yeah, I was going to ask you about if you were going to mention that. I was yeah. going to bring it up if you didn't. There's like these nails. There's like a board in there, a small, like a two by two or something. Yeah. And there's nails in it. And then there are spools of thread on there. And it's like how they stored them and and worked off of them. I don't know. It's I, uh, they were actually, you can tell it's been there for a long time. <laughs> they, they were used after the thread had come off. They used them as a, a hook to hang clothes on. So instead of a nail that might stretch your clothes or you know leave a mark, these things were round so you could hang your clothes on. So we have some vintage clothes coming. We actually already have a gentleman's coat in there that got dropped off. And, you know, people will be able to look at that and kind of just see, you know, we're going to have little things where people can see how people lived. Um, Mrs. Noons is the lady who is the either great, great or great granddaughter. Um, she remembers as a child when she played there and this time it was her grandmother's house. And she remembers that the kitchen was more to the south southwest than it is now and we moved in there the kitchen was in the southeast or northeast excuse me northwest <laughs> oh that back corner yeah it was in the back corner <laughs> where, where it is if you go and visit <laughs> right 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 and originally we were just going to like fix it up and it was going to be closed to the public um we discovered and what really drove this whole thing is we discovered that four years ago somebody donated a vintage either late 30s or early 40s norge top of the line kitchen stove it even has a timed cooker on its analog and i don't know if it works um but we actually plugged it in today and we got it working so oh, wow yeah so um but somebody donated that and that kind of drove everything else going on so okay well you know well, let's fix up the kitchen and it'll be a show place as well as a practical kitchen because we want to you know like have afternoon tea at the bush house and we want to maybe you'll learn how to make cookies with mrs claus at christmas time and then you know do some stuff back there and use it as a functioning kitchen and, and maybe even have evening events where you'll have dinner at the bush house or something okay. yeah so you know we have a lot of ideas for programming and act, you know activities in there but you know we we fixed the kitchen where we found it and during the course of that we realized that part of it and this is the whole north west corner i think oops sorry about that uh the whole northwest corner uh was also a kitchen porch probably maybe a sun porch or something and now that's it got incorporated into the kitchen before we got there so it's part of the kitchen now okay so when are people going to be able to go uh, experience the bush house. We are planning our ribbon cutting grand opening ceremony on um, Thursday, September 8th, 4 p.m. in the afternoon, and then we'll have open house after that. And if by chance we get it ready beforehand, we'll have a soft opening, as it were, and we'll, people can come in and experience some of the history. Okay. And the, the, that grand opening and all that, that's free to the public. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And admission to the museum will be free, too. And um, you know, We're going to form a Friends of the Museum organization to um, you know, get a support group and um, some funding. And, um, yeah, we have all kinds of wonderful plans there. And it's not just my cultural services division, but the Historic Preservation Board has been trying for years, I'd say probably 20 years, to get a Crestview History Museum. Sure. 
and th- at last they finally have this and the members are just giddy and we have a real cool membership it's got a couple former city council people a former city um, administrator a former mayor and so these are people who are very very much into crestview crestview history and are just a wonderful dedicated bunch and i mean that's who you want doing oh, your historical preservation board yeah thing. <laughs> yeah all right so um yeah, so we have that. That's going on. Um, again, that's September 10th. 10th. Uh, no, no, nope. 8th. Yeah, 8th. I'm like, what's the... T-? No. So <laughs> September 8th. Thursday. Thursday, September 8th, 4 p.m. Again, that's 198 South Wilson Street. It's the Bush House. If you've been down in this area, it's it looks like a... I mean, it looks like a house right out of the, out of the 20s or 30s, I mean, when you see it. Yeah. And it looks... It's gorgeous now. Um, Rick and his guys they, and all those subcontractors everything they did a really great job it's beautiful really really great um, there's a big parking lot right next to it exactly. for people to park in and, and come in and enjoy um uh before we go i also want to mention we are doing our um what we're calling our bow wow luau which is going to be a hawaiian themed um uh and red carpet um, it's going to be good stuff. Uh, kind of like a, it's going to be a ribbon cutting and then a, an adoption event for our animal services division. We're doing that on August the 20th, which Very is cool. a Saturday. It's going to be from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The fun part will be earlier. So come at 10 and you'll get to experience the red carpet, uh, luau fashion show with the animals and stuff. There will be zero adoption uh, fees that day because of some amazing, um, sponsors, uh, that are, um, helping with the event. Um, some of, I'm, I don't have my list in front of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to forget anyone. But um, uh, let's see. I, I do. So All In Credit Union, uh, David Scott Lee Buick, Jim C, um, Property Group 850. Um, some um, actual individuals have uh, donated as well. I do want to say Positively Scrumptious uh, won't be on site, but they're providing us with some treats for the animals and things like that. And um, Shot and Focus will be there taking professional photos uh, with people and dogs and things. So if you do come out and adopt a dog, you'll get a really cool gotcha day photo um, or cat. And again, like I said, no adoption fees for this. So um, so. You know, if that's kind of one of the things where you've been like, I don't know, I'm not sure, you know, come down, meet the animals, meet our staff and, and meet us and, and take one. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we have a process, you know, it's you, we don't just give the animals to anyone. But um, the, but anyways, so that's going on. Um, I don't know if I there's a few other things I'm not ready to tell anybody about. Yep. There's some other stuff like uh, going on as well. Um <clears throat> and think, is there anything going on in CDS? <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> There's always things going on. In CDS. I feel like you didn't hardly talk at all. You just started talking about hookworms, and I was like, "That's enough for you today." <laughs> I've just been, I've been soaking it in. It's enough about the hookworms. All right, no, uh, I do want to. I ran over a little bit. Sorry again to the radio station. Uh, I do want to say thank you to them. Thank you to WAZ, WJSB, one hundred four point seven FM for helping us get these out on Saturday mornings. Thank you always to everyone that. Um, listens to these you know uh i just really appreciate it it's one of the things that i love getting to do with my job and i really enjoy doing this um and helping people in our area find out about cool things we have going on you know here at the city or like the last few episodes have been about organizations that help people or organizations that give money to organizations that help people you know grants and things like that so i just really appreciate it um 
you know, downtown, before we go real quick, I'm going super long, but our downtown is really is going to change and it is changing already. You know, we did our, our ribbon cutting with the splash pad. Um, and, uh, while we have plenty of splash pads in other places that the one that the roadie re-sponsored there at Wilson street's great. That park's going to grow from there. That's not where we're stopping with that park. It's going to grow from there. Um, and that's just in the Bush house as well. These are all just things that you're really going to see our downtown area transform over the next couple of years. And it's going to be super awesome. And, um, we're not going to have to pay for all of it. Some of that, uh, some of that's grant funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the Bush House, some of it uh, will be uh, TDD funding. Some of it will be um, uh, funding from other sources. So it's not all coming out of your pocket necessarily, but we're all going to get to enjoy it, which is what's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, gentlemen, thank you both so much for uh, being here today. My, my pleasure. And if I could just say, if somebody has some spare display cases and, <laughs> and, and a vintage settee, we, we could use them. Okay, I'll be sure to put that in the title. <laughs> um, again, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, who uh, takes the time to listen. Uh, yeah, thanks, Chris, for you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.